You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on. Put down five bucks, get $150 in free plays if you're a new customer. All right. Now, as you might hear, my voice is a little off. So who better to have than the voice of the Wildcats, Mr. Brian Jeffries? Hello, Brian. Hello, Mike. Do you need me to do all the talking today? And uh, maybe I can interview you with just yes or no questions. I was going to say, if you could just basically say yes, yes or no questions, that would work perfectly for me. So, okay. Um, Brian, real quick, um, everybody sees, and I've had a lot of people ask me about this, basketball and football. Tell me the difference about the grind when it comes to baseball. I was talking with Brody a little bit about this this past weekend. And just tell me a little bit about how is it different, because I've had a lot of people ask me about that. Well, I mean, there's uh, there's positives, and then there's more positives. I think, the for me, the idea that you get to baseball, it's a little more laid back, it's slow pace. Uh, it's kind of a refreshing change after the intensity of a basketball season and the rush of a, a football season. Uh, at the same time, you're, you're working by yourself. So you have a lot of time to fill and there's a lot more preparation that goes into it because even though college baseball games, I think, have gotten a little bit shorter this year, you still have to figure you're going to be on the air for three and a half, maybe four hours at a time. And that's uh, that's a lot of minutes to fill. And so there's a lot of preparation, a lot of work that goes into it. But I think like with any sport, if you are prepared when the game starts, then you feel confident that uh, whatever happens, you're going to be able to deal with it. What's your take on the team this year? Because um, when I look at it, I'm thinking to myself, well, it's good that the postseason's getting here because the Wildcats play much better against really good teams. So you get maybe some of those other teams out of there. But overall, just the ebbs and flows. What have you thought so far of Chip Hale's first year? Well, I think uh, better maybe than expected. Anytime you bring in, bring in a new uh, a staff and you have a large turnover in players, and Arizona lost a lot of talent, and particularly on the offensive side. So uh, the fact they're sitting here with 35 wins right now and they're going to play at least five more games in the regular season and then on to postseason, uh, I think it's been a, a real plus. Now, on the other hand, they've been inconsistent, and you can't ignore that. 
Uh, at times, this team has hit the ball really well, and they've got guys that uh, that can hit well. Uh, they, they for quite a while, were the worst defense in the Pac-12. Now, all of a sudden, they haven't committed an error in eight straight games, and they're tied for seventh in fielding percentage. And then pitching-wise, I think, again, some inconsistency there. Uh, Garrett Urban has been tremendous all year long, but then the starters on Friday and Sunday have had their ups and downs. So it's kind of like if if they could put all those three phases together and, and hit well, pitch well, defend well, then this team can beat anybody in the country right now. But here we are in game, what, 53, and right. – we're waiting for that consistency, Mike, to kind of settle in like it was early in the season. And and so you hope they can get there and uh, play their best baseball when it really counts. Because you, like you talked about, the talent is certainly there. And, you know, with Oregon State, I mean, listen, if you win two or three against Oregon State, you can do that against pretty much anybody. And they showed earlier in the year, too, where you're ranked 15th in the nation for a good you know couple weeks. So this team, if they get hot. And we've seen this before with other Arizona teams. They can go a long way in the postseason. Well, and, and that's what it uh, it comes down to, playing your best when it counts. And you can have a great regular season in college baseball, uh, and it's not going to get you very far. Uh, the, the, the plus of having a great regular season is that chance to host a regional. And if you can host, you, the odds tell you you've got a great chance to advance. And if you get to a super regional and you host that, you have an even better chance to get to Omaha. Arizona's not going to be in that situation right now. Uh, I think that they're going to end up traveling in, in postseason play. But, hey, you look back at 2016 when they went to Lafayette, Louisiana, and, and Starkville, Mississippi, and then on to Omaha. So anything can happen. Uh, you just, uh, yeah, can these guys do what they did against Oregon State? I mean, they faced the, the number one defense in the league, uh, in the nation, that is. Didn't commit an error. Uh, number one pitching staff in the Pac-12 and – you know, they put up, what, 24, 25 runs against them in the three games. So, again, it goes back to what we just talked about, Mike, what the capabilities of this team are and can they do it on a consistent basis. All right, let's look at um, the overall trajectory of the athletic department. And I was talking with Dave Hickey a while about, about this. You look at basketball. At this time last year, lots of questions. New coach, first-time coach, a lot of those questions been answered. Jed Fish comes in. Kind of the same situation. He's re-energized the fan base. You've got alumni. You've got everything. Brian, just looking back a year from now to where we are, there's been some really good improvement throughout this athletic department. Oh, I agree, Mike. I mean, you even go back a little further than that when the football program had major question marks. They had to fire a coach after three miserable seasons. And you brought in a new coach in Jed Fish who had not been a head coach of the college level. Uh, and you say to yourself, okay, what direction are we going there? And then, of course, the men's basketball program with the NCAA investigation hanging over their head and making the change in coaches. And I think women's basketball, you kind of had a good feeling when Adia came on just because of her pedigree. Uh, but to, to see what they've been able to do now in a very short period of time is, is really remarkable because they were the athletic department was kind of a crossroads there. And right. your two major you know, sports in terms of revenue are football and men's basketball. And both of those were at a point where, uh, which way do they go? They turn the wrong way and it could be disastrous. Well, they turn the right way now. And right. uh, Tommy Lloyd's going to be tremendous. I believe Jed Fish is going to have that program, you know, excelling here very soon. 
Um, he's got a tougher road just because you, you've got to recruit a lot more good players to be right. an outstanding football team, and they've got a brutal schedule coming up this year. But as you said, he's energized uh, the the fan base. He's totally changed the culture within the program. He's recruiting beyond what you know anyone expected based on last year's record, and so nothing but credit to him and his staff. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens in the years ahead. You mentioned Adia Barnes and. What's really remarkable to me is everybody's worried that, oh, you lost 10 players. And you could just tell there was a quiet confidence from her that, don't worry, I know what I'm doing right here. You bring in three all-conference caliber players. Now you're looking at a preseason top 10-ish type team. She really is a superstar here, Brian. She definitely, you talk about somebody that just gets it, that gets the overarching picture. That's Dia Barnes. Well, and, you know, maybe she saw some things this year, this past season that needed to be changed. And so... Sometimes change is good. And yes, you know, there's some players that left. There's no doubt about that. But I think she wanted to kind of uh, redo the makeup of the team. And not only through recruiting, but of course, the transfer portal, portal has changed college athletics for just about every program, if you are good at it. And, right. and she has shown now the ability to be good at it. And so when you can go out and find players and plug them in, uh, where you have needs, then that's going to elevate your expectations. And so, yeah, we knew all along, Mike, when she got there that uh, things were going to be good because she is, she's just a quality person and an outstanding coach. And it was just a matter of time. It may have come more quickly than anybody expected, but I think they're at a level right now where they're going to challenge for a Pac-12 championship every year. Uh, they're going to make the NCAA tournament every year. And they have a chance to make a deep run every year just because of her coaching ability and her ability to bring in top-notch talent. I think you hit the nail on the head, too, when you were talking about how good coaches adjust. They can take inventory of maybe something that they could do a little better, move around. And you think about Lute Olson. I mean, you know, it's kind of a cliche, but you go from having the Twin Towers to really changing it and getting up and running, and it kind of changes the trajectory of the program. So no coach is above being able to take stock and say, here's something that I can do. And she certainly has shown that. Well, I think that's the mark of a, an outstanding coach is to, first of all, utilize the talent you have on hand to the best of their ability. Uh, coaches that have a certain style and they will not waver from it, I think they will struggle at times if they don't have the, the talent to match their style. But the coaches that are willing to adjust and form a team that works best with the talent they have on hand. Those are the coaches that I think you're going to find to be the most successful. And that's the way it's been over the years. And that's the way Lute was. And, you know, I think that's the way Tommy Lloyd has certainly started out to be where he, he took stock in what he had when he right. arrived and they spent those, those summer sessions out there and he talked to the guys and, you know, there were some that, uh, that knew that they didn't want to play in, in that style. So they left. Right. Uh, and, and then he brought in the guys that wanted to play in that style. And then they loved playing it. And all it's going to do now is, as we already seen, it's just going to enhance recruiting because, you know, guys like to play that style of basketball. And so when they see that on display, it's like, hey, you know, I want to be part of this. And I think that he was a great, you know, Tommy was a great recruiter before he arrived at Arizona. So he already he knew the game there. And I think now after one season, the potential, the, the student athletes that are out there that want to play that style, they know even more about Arizona right now. And so he's got a great future. I always think back to when he was introduced and he said, 
I'm going to run not because it's the best way to recruit, because it's the best way to win basketball games. And you could just tell the second that they hit the court, everything was free flowing. It was, you know, there was structure, but there was certainly a, a level of creativity that was given. And he meant everything he said there. He was also very ahead, ahead when he said, I think Christian Coloco could be the defensive player of the year at the conference. This is a guy that averaged five and four last year. So if Tommy Lloyd talks, people should probably listen. I, and I, I probably told this story a million times already, but uh, my first indication of good things to come was before the season started in uh, just talking to some of the players and you know asking them, okay, what you know what do you expect here? And all of them, you know you could see it in their eye. They said to themselves, look, you know we love playing what he's teaching us right And so when you when you like the style that you're playing and when you buy in, immediately it's only going to lead to good things and so and i think the other part of it was just as you mentioned there the teaching aspect of you know they made christian coloco from you know he was he was good right. and now they made him really good right. and the same thing with ben matherin ben matherin you you know you knew this young man had a chance to be an all-conference player and they made him better than that i think in a very short period of time and that's why you take a look at the guys on the roster right now uh, that are returning and you say to yourself, well, how much are they going to grow from one year to the next? And based on early indications, I think that's why the, the program is going to excel even more is the fact that those guys, their game is going to improve at a, a, I think, a major pace from one season to the next. Right. I can't thank you for coming on again. Uh, pinch hitting up here. Really appreciate it. Um, can't thank you enough, my man. Hey, Mike, anytime I, uh, Hope you recover there because, you know, voice is important when you're in broadcasting. And so I was going to say, yeah, that's one thing I can't lose. <laughs> Take uh, care of yourself. All right. Thanks again, Brian. Really appreciate it, my man. Right. Yeah, we'll see you, Mike. All right. That's your voice of the Wildcats right there, Brian Jeffries. Again, bailing me out right there. Um, again, let me tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Put in five bucks, get $150 in free plays, and then – uh, new customers only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you all taken care of. All right. That's why it's always fantastic to be able to have the voice of the Wildcats on here because Brian and, you know, I think Jose Grajita puts it very well. He said the voice and the legend of the Wildcats, Brian Jeffries, and then LA Shadow 8 says, Brian Jeffries is my chick Hearn of college athletics. He is. He's that good. When you listen to Brian Jeffries, when you listen to other, not that other people aren't good, but Brian is Brian is at the apex of his profession, and we're incredibly lucky to have him. All right, I generally go longer than this, but as you can tell, I'm a little under the weather right now. So again, going to get that one last read in. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Um, put in five bucks, you got $150 in free plays. I'm going to sign off now. I'm going to try to get a little bit better. But thanks so much. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.